You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, hosted by Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi has been exactly where you are right now. She's walked through the fire of toxic relationships and has now dedicated her life to help others do the same. Living in a toxic environment can cause the damaging behaviors of others to become normal, leaving you feeling hopeless and desperate. Learning how to recognize the toxic traits and understand why they occur is the key to taking your power back. Now is the time for you to gain your self-worth because you're worth it. Discover who you really are because you're awesome. And realize it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. This is your host, Dr. Heidi. Uh, Today uh, is my ninth wedding anniversary. So yes, I am, I am a happy girl today. Actually, I'm a happy girl almost, almost every day. Um, but I will tell you, I spent many years in a toxic relationship and I've spent now 13 years in this relationship and the 13 years in this relationship seems like five seconds. And the time I spent in the other one felt like 95 years for some reason. And I keep wishing the time would slow down because I, like I said, I am in a good place. I am very much enjoying my life. The satisfaction level in my life is good right now. And I love my husband. So I'm super grateful to have found the relationship that I have. And so today we are celebrating us. Um, On the podcast today, I have a, a guest that I've been waiting to have on here. I actually was on his podcast a few months ago, and I want to welcome to the show, Jerry Wicker, the host of the Soul Ramblings podcast. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Hello, Dr. Heidi, and happy anniversary. Thank you. I, I love this day. Yeah, I imagine you do. I imagine you do. You and I were talking, uh, my anniversary, my 24th anniversary is coming up Monday, so we have uh, pretty close anniversary dates there. So yes, it's a good I think time you, to celebrate. I, I think you and your wife have a few years on us because <laughs> this is going to be your 24th, you said? Yes. Yes. Well, congratulations. That's a huge, that's a huge deal these days. It is. It is. It's it, the, I always say they have been 24 years of wedded bliss. My wife would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, it, it, they have been, uh, 24 wonderful years, wonderful years. Yeah. And, and that being said, we know that it's not that every day is perfect. You know, I, I get super excited about my marriage now, but I don't want people to think like every day is perfect and there's zero disagreements because, right. okay, maybe there, yeah. maybe every day is perfect, but no, really Jerry, <laughs> um, you know, as well as I do it it's still, you know, it's still compromise and gratitude is what it is. Well, anytime, Dr. Heidi, I know you know this, anytime two people are going to live together for longer than a couple of days, there's going to be 
there's going to be some disagreements. There's going to be things that happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's not all unicorns and rainbows each and every day. The difference is, is in how we, how we handle that. And I, I, you talk about that quite a bit on your podcast. That's why I enjoy listening to it because it, you know, it's how do you handle, how do you remain in a non-toxic environment and a loving relationship, even in the midst of maybe a disagreement or an argument you're having? So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. And you know, it took me a long time to realize, and sometimes I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, a disagreement to me when I'm triggered because of post-traumatic stuff, I immediately think I just ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the end of this perfect relationship because Dr. Heidi just ruined it again. Right. You know? right, right. But um, what my husband consistently does is reminds me that we're just discussing something we don't agree on. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop loving you. Correct. He, I guess he must know that that's a trigger for me because he'll say that and then I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. good. I'm good. Now we can communicate. Exactly. Um, so Jerry, how did we meet again? Because, oh, we met through a podcasting group on Facebook, correct? That is right. Yeah, we are both part of a uh, group of podcasters uh, on Facebook. and. Something came up one day in somebody's thread on Facebook about uh, they were wanting to do on their podcast an episode about domestic violence. And you and I, along with some other folks, but you and I had both chimed in uh, and responded to that post. And I just happened to see the name of your podcast. And I went, it's not normal it's toxic what is that all about and so i went and i found it and i played a couple of episodes and i sent you a message saying hey just listen to a couple of episodes of your podcast i love your content and it's very engaging and i I love what you do with your podcast and I, i would love to have you as a guest on my podcast and here's what i do and so that's how kind of how we started conversation with one another and uh, how we met. Yes, and it was very intriguing to me because you always open a beer at the beginning of your podcast, correct? <laughs> yes, yes, and out, out of respect for you, I did not open one today. But I, I, I actually thought this morning I should tell you to have one because it <laughs> wouldn't be the same if you didn't. But yes. Um, so at the end of the show, I'll, he will be able to tell you where to find his podcast. He's sure. a funny guy. His episodes are very good. Um, so then, what you know, on top of the fact that we were going to try and cross guest on each other's podcast, mm-hmm. you know, what, what made you go, okay, I have to reach out to this woman. And what I'm searching for here is what in your life made you relate to the subject or to associate you with the toxic relationship subject? Sure. Yeah. Well, I am, I am the son of a mother who was a victim of domestic violence. And this happened when I was quite young. Uh, just a couple of years ago, I was like four or five years old. No, that's a joke. 
that's a joke. <laughs> it, it was more than a couple of years ago. But I was, yeah, I was uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of around four or five years old. And my biological father was not only an alcoholic, but he was an abuser. And he was a physical abuser. He was also emotionally abusive and mentally abusive to my mother. And my mother, thankfully, uh, was able to get out of that marriage. And a few years later, she met, started dating, and married the guy who is technically my uh, stepdad. But I have grown, uh, even before I was a teenager, I grew to know him know him as my dad and he thankfully showed me how a non-toxic relationship is supposed to work and so with that background that being in my background domestic violence and and toxic relationships have always been uh, a very passionate subject for me and i when I heard your podcast and some of the things that you touch on and some of the subject matter, I, I, I usually, I told you, I go out, uh, and I, I like to go for walks on a daily basis or walk and jog and I'll listen to podcasts and yours is one of them. And I remember one day I was jogging along and I thought, you said something, I can't remember exactly what it, but I remember several times out loud saying, yes, yes, that's good. I like that. <laughs> and so it resonated with me and I understood what you were saying and you do a very, very good job of it. Well, good. Because, you know, I, I literally, I told you this before, I literally just talk when I start podcasting, but I, I have a question that I want to ask you that just popped in my head. You okay. talked about your your stepdad mm -hmm. and how he was an example for you on what a normal or healthy relationship was supposed to look like. Did you have yourself any relationships that were unhealthy for you then going through life? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I, uh, thankfully I did not, I did not marry them. Uh, <laughs> well, but, uh, I wish I could uh, say that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I guess that I was just fortunate in that it did not get to the point of marriage, but yes, um, especially during my, uh, single years, uh, there were a couple of people I was in relationship with. And I, the thing is, Dr. Heidi, I did not at the time, as I look back on it and I realized that was a toxic relationship. I can see now why it didn't work. But when I was in the midst of it, I had no clue. I really did not have a clue. Uh, it wasn't until after the fact that I realized, and, wow, that was very, very toxic. The, yeah. So just some things that would go on. Yeah. And actually, it's funny that you say that because that's exactly why I do what I do, because I was another one like you that until I looked backwards, I couldn't I couldn't see it. And so, um, you know, I jump right in there in the middle with my clients and I teach them what it, what it looks like while you're on the inside, mm. because we don't know how long it will take us to be able to get up the courage to, you know, step over the fear and get out. And 
I don't want people to have to have to do it as long as I did. So, you know, you're exactly sure. right. It's very cloudy when you're in the middle of it. And, you know, logically when you're in it, I think we all know this relationship is not healthy for us, but as soon as the emotions get involved, it clouds the logic and it makes us very confused. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good point. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're a little bit like me. Okay. They know I'm a podcaster now. They know you're a podcaster. They know I'm a chiropractor. And then I do this toxic relationship thing on the side. You have a, this is what I do. And this is what I do on the side, just like I do. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the work that you do? Sure. I actually work in my paying job. <laughs> I am a, an assistant manager in retail. Actually, I work for Goodwill a thrift uh, store that probably everybody in the country knows about. Woo. Yeah. I have to interrupt you. I am, I'm a thrift addict. So <laughs> I love Goodwill. Actually, I love so it. Do, so do we, uh, because of your addiction, do we need to have some retail therapy and, and, yes. <laughs> and take you to a thrift store? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoy what we do there. Uh, Goodwill is a, is a 501c3. We are a charity and I am the assistant manager at one of our local stores here in Florida. And we provide, our mission is providing uh, dignity through work. And these are, uh, our team members are folks who are looking for the respectability of earning a paycheck. And that's what we coach them with and, and provide for them and, and guide them uh, in doing. And that's what everything that folks donate and when they come and shop, that's what they're supporting. And uh, it's a wonderful organization and I'm proud to be a part of it and proud to do my uh, little bit in, in uh, helping some of our team members uh, succeed. And that, uh, their success is my success. So even right. if they leave Goodwill, and they go on to bigger and better things. At least I know uh, I had a little part in that success. And that, that is very, very gratifying for me. Yes. And, uh, and I do have to tell you this too. I live in a very little house. Okay. So I can only thrift so much before I have to start. You got to purge. <laughs> yes, I have to purge. So guess who gets my purging stuff? So it works right. out perfect. See, we're a great team. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is, that is the way it works is, um, you know, folks purge and then they find, come back into the store and they find some new treasures to them and it, it goes again. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. So this just reminded me, this is, this is probably the funniest Goodwill story. And of course I couldn't really tell anybody, uh, when I had a practice, um, with, in my former life, the Goodwill was directly across the street mm -hmm. so of course if i had two patients canceled i had a half an hour so guess where <laughs> i went right and it was funny because i cleaned out my closet and you i i mean i think that they probably mix stuff up and then distribute it to other stores but possibly some of it that gets donated to one store stays there right yeah right? it's uh yeah it it uh yeah, it depends on, you know, the amount of sales floor space and the, the need for that particular item, but most everything stays in the store that you donate it. Uh, some things do move along to another store that might, may be in need of whatever that item is. So like, like 
you all know I'm very loud. I'm very obnoxious. I, I love bright colors. And I had this pair of pants that probably nobody but me would wear. And I donated them. And two days later, I had a patient walk in with my pants on. <laughs> and I guess it shouldn't be such a surprise, but I'm like, oh my gosh, those are my pants. And it, it was hilarious. I didn't tell her they were my pants, obviously. But anyway. uh, yeah, we've, we've heard stories like that many, many times, many, many times. It's, uh, this is a, you know, I donated, I donated this set of dishes and I went over to my neighbor's house and they had uh, dinner for me and my wife and they're the, they had the dishes that we had and they're like next door neighbors. <laughs> they bought them at Goodwill. I love that. But those make, that makes such good stories. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. They um, are okay. Good so that's what you do for a living. Now tell us what else you do for work or for I, joy uh, or for passion. Sure. I, um, the, it's not, yeah, you're right. It's not really work. It's a, a joy and passion of mine is a, a, an important part of my life is my faith. And I am, I am not an ordained minister. I am what is, I am in the Methodist church in the United Methodist church. There is this designation called certified lay minister. And what that is, is a lay person who is filling the pulpit. And, and so I preach a lot. I enjoy preaching. And that is, that is one of my passions. And so, so you do a lot of like substituting if people are on vacation. Correct. Correct. I, I fill in for there. We have a network here in our uh, local town of United Methodist churches. And I am familiar with most all of the pastors there. And they have my contact information. As a matter of fact, I heard from one last week and I'm going to fill in for her here in a couple of weeks at a church that's not even my home church. Uh, I fill in quite a bit at our, at our home church. And so I really enjoy uh, preaching. And as a matter of fact, a lot of times I will just feature on my podcast, the audio of the sermon that I did the previous week as that week's episode. Sometimes I'll do that. Okay, good. I was just going to say, you might have people that are wanting to listen to that. So that's good. Yeah. Um, do you have anybody that's in the ministry in your family? Not that I'm aware of. So no. you were just kind of like me. You just popped out and was like, ta-da, I'm yeah. doing this. <laughs> my mother, when she was still alive, she told me that my, my great-grandmother, her grandmother, uh, said when I was still a child that she said, he is going to grow up and he is going to be a preacher. And she said, she's always remembered that. And so, you know, I guess my great grandmother had the intuition. Uh, I, uh, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not fully ordained. I can't marry people within the Methodist church. Uh, but, uh, I have performed weddings. We live in Florida. So, mm -hmm. uh, we have had some folks that looking for a beach wedding with that dream beach wedding. Right. And I have, I have performed those ceremonies, uh, but not under the banner of the United Methodist church. Um, it was more of a, a legal ceremony more than anything. Right. So, uh, I can't marry somebody in the name of the church. 
but uh, I have done that. So yeah, it is a it is a passion of mine. I I really enjoy it. Uh, we've done these, you know, these spiritual gift assessments and that sort of thing. And my wife has always told me, she said, you know, your gift is is uh, preaching and teaching. And I said, no, no, no. There are so many, so many more people that I know and that I've heard that are better preachers and teachers than I am. So that, that's not my area of giftedness and every assessment we've taken the, it comes back. My top two gifts turn out to be preaching and teaching. And of course she always is quick to point out that she told me so. so. <laughs> yes. I bet she does love that part. Yeah. yeah yes, she does. Part. Yes, she does. <laughs> so, so my grandma, always told me I was going to be an Olympic gymnast. So you at least fulfilled your grandma's. It's not too course. late, Dr. Heidi. <laughs> I was a gymnast for a while, but yeah. So, okay. So that being said, because of your background and the history with the exposure to domestic violence and, you know, emotional abuse and, you know, the whole toxic relationship subject, mm -hmm. If because because this is a touchy thing for a lot of people, and obviously everybody believes in something different. Sure. And and so um, I talk to a lot of people, and I respect the fact that people believe different things. But I do run into, and of course I was raised in the church. My father is a is a prison chaplain. My grandpa was a preacher, so I'm I'm mm -hmm. familiar with you know the faith and the religious. Um. I don't want to say religious uh, rules. What word am I looking for? Um, I think you're looking for maybe fundamentalism. Yes, 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 yes. perfect. Um, and and how, you know, the vows are very, very uh, important and how the church views the, the marriage itself is very important and the family unit is very important. And mm -hmm. I remember when I was in my former marriage, always feeling like, leaving was not an option because I was raised in the church. And of course, divorce is frowned upon and breaking up the family is frowned upon. So I thought maybe you could give a little insight because I know that there's listeners that are staying in relationships that are unhealthy for them because of religious teachings and religious beliefs. And I just wanted to know if you can give us your perspective on, you know, the religion and the abuse conflict. Yeah. Well, the first thing is, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, well, uh, especially the victim will say, well, my family is telling me, and this person is telling me that, uh, God hates divorce. God hates divorce. Well, yes, God does hate divorce, but it's not the act of divorcing so much that he hates. He hates what is causing that divorce because that is you know he does not intend for us to get divorced but what is it that is causing this divorce that's where we need to focus our attention because a lot of times the, there are males that deal with this but primarily it's females that deal with this and i'm sure in your work you would agree with this. I don't know what the statistics are, but I would say by and large, it's mainly females that are victims. Actually, 
I'll tell you, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Sure, I, go ahead. I did finally look up the stats on that because I thought just like you, and I guessed before I looked it up that it was going to be 80-20 and it's actually 60-40. 60-40, that's higher. Yes. Than, yeah, that's higher than I thought. Yeah, I think the reason we don't hear so much about it is, as you know, women are talkers. Mm -hmm. A lot of men are not so much talkers. And I think we just hear, you know, we hear about it a lot more. But I was surprised at that statistic. It was a yeah, couple I years am too. ago. That yeah, I, I am too. That, yeah, yeah. I, I was like you. I would have figured 90-10, 80-20. Yeah. But yeah, 60-40 is surprising. But at any rate, still majority women. Right. Um, and so we're, you know, the women are being told that God hates divorce. And I say that, yes, God hates divorce, but he's hating what is causing the divorce. And if we read, I, I really cringe when I hear someone take a, a verse out of context and they say, well, you know, women are to be submissive to the husband because the husband is the head of the wife. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's a half truth. It does not, it, if you read before that verse, or actually five or six verses before that verse, it's in Ephesians. It talks about the responsibility of the husband before it gets to the responsibility of the wife. And Paul talks about Husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church. Well, and gave himself up for it. So when Christ died, he died for our sins. But according to that passage, he also died for the church. The church is referred to as Christ's bride, the bride of Christ. So Christ gives us the example. I don't know. I may, I may be proven wrong at some point, but a husband who loves his wife to the point that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. I don't know that there would be any woman that would have a problem with that. Right. <laughs> there's, there's no woman that would have any kind of issue with that. Christ did not love the church by uh, beating the church into submission. Yep. But we and always, you know, we always oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it, this just made me think, um, you know, I see it a lot of times in the one-on-one -on -one clients that I work with. You know, there's nothing really put out there that, you know, actions speak louder than words. We all mm. know that. The problem okay. is we like to listen to words and we forget to watch the action. And, <laughs> yes. and so, and so there's, there is a lot of when someone decides to leave a relationship that's unhealthy for, for them, all of the sudden this ginormous, what I call it might, I might've made this term up spiritual abuse shows up mm -hmm. and they start throwing these verses that you're talking about, you know, haphazardly around completely out of context to right. make the person who's trying to, you know, choose themselves feel bad because of, you know, religious beliefs. And mm. it may be something that, that this person has never been religious before, but knows enough to, to Google stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, 
it, it breaks my heart when the spiritual abuse starts because, yeah. you know, I see it, I see it trap people all the time. And I hate to say you're trapped in religion because religion is supposed to be freeing and peaceful. Exactly. And, um, but, but when you were talking about these verses taken out of context, these verses can be very dangerous and cause a lot of guilt in people, thus making them stay, including myself. Yes, you're absolutely right. The, the context is everything. And to, to say that a, that a woman is not supposed to leave a toxic, abusive relationship because of some out of context scripture, I think is one of the most damning things we can do to people. Mm -hmm. And I, I really am passionate about that because I've seen it happen myself and it, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking because it's another, it's another, it's a very powerful tool. This, this spiritual abuse that you're talking about. You know, and, and when you mix it, when you mix it with the emotional abuse aspect, you know, an emotional abuser is somebody who uses your emotions against you to get what they need. Mm -hmm. So they know if they can throw this spiritual aspect at you, they can make you feel guilty. Oh yeah. yeah. And who I did a podcast on this a few weeks ago. What, what do we do when we feel guilty? All we can think about is getting rid of that feeling because mm. nobody wants to feel guilty. Right. And so, and I know that was, that was the thing that kept me for a long time. I felt so guilty and that kind of segues me into the next thing I want to ask you. Sure. Um, I think even when I realized, okay, it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. It was, and it was the thought of breaking up the family unit mm -hmm. that then kept me there. You know, I don't want my girls to be from a divorced home. I don't mm -hmm. want my kids to have divorced parents. I don't, you know, what, looking back, I have a different perspective, but I want to hear your perspective on the thought of the breaking up the family household and the guilt that goes with it, with the religious aspect, when it is an abusive or, you know, emotionally damaging environment. Yeah. I, and I'm all for just full disclosure. I'm all for doing whatever we can to keep the family unit together. However, <laughs> however, if there is, if there is abuse, if there is toxicity there, then I believe that the God I worship, Dr. Heidi is a God of grace and mercy and compassion and love and he knows what we're going through. He knows exactly what we're going through. And to have this guilt thrust upon us as a way to make us stay in a, in a very unhealthy relationship, I don't think God, God approves of that because he does not intend for us to live in all of the emotions that go with that, the fear, the, the self-doubt, the, the being down on ourselves. We're children of God for crying out loud. You know, we, we're told in scripture that we are made in his image. How dare somebody try to make us feel less than 
and then harm us in the process and then try to use the word of God to try to make that person stay. So that's mm -hmm. where I'm coming from. And I, I, I understand the mentality of someone who is going to stay because of that spiritual abuse. I blame the person doing the spiritual abuse for taking the, I take to task and I even call it what it is. It's blasphemy in my point of view, because that is not the God I worship. Right. And, uh, I, I don't believe that that is the way he wants us to live our life. And I believe also that, you know, again, it's going to hurt no matter what you do, it's going to hurt and leaving, breaking up that family unit. Is that a good thing? No, it's not a good thing, but it's not because the abused person left. It's because of what the abuser did to cause the abused person to leave that right. put the this victim blaming is has has got to stop <laughs> yeah. it, it it just drives me insane when i hear somebody say and i'm just using you as an example but you know heidi left her husband well okay just out of the blue or what happened to cause that let's turn the focus on what caused that mm -hmm. instead of just you know, Heidi's a bad person because she broke up her family. Okay. No, so that no. brings up a, a completely different point. Okay. Yes. Heidi left her husband, but what caused that? But what happens is the toxic personality will deny everything. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that makes somebody yeah. like me go, okay, well, I don't want to take the blame and, and it's going to make me look bad. So once again, here I am stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, and when I finally did leave, I mean, the stuff that went on was insane, insane. And when I finally did leave, I was accused of every sin in the book. Yeah. yeah. None, none of which were, were true, which, however, I decided not to defend myself. That's called the smear campaign. Just for mm -hmm. those of you who are listening, mm -hmm. you know, they want to make you look bad. And I, I had to consciously make a choice not to worry about what was being said about me because I knew the truth and the people that mattered knew the truth. Exactly. And, yeah. and I had to, I, that's probably what saved me because once I decided I was not going to try and explain myself, it kind of kept me out of the muck. And I kind of mm -hmm. just had to put my little umbrella up um, and, and just let all that stuff roll off until it kind of trickled away. And to this day, I will get messages from people that say, we had it completely wrong you know, we really judged you when you left. And now we had no idea what you, sure. what you were going through, but it was really hard for me to keep my mouth shut because everything that was being said was, was absolutely not true. Well, yeah. When it, your reaction was right, because yeah, the first thing, somebody accuses me of something I know is absolute bunk. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, my first instinct is to defend myself but your your response was absolutely right because you said it yourself you knew the truth those that loved you and knew you knew the truth and god knows the truth you got that right focus on that and you know uh whatever anybody else says or accuses or is judging uh they'll have to deal with that with their creator. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's confusing for people too, because, you know, after you've been in a, in a toxic environment for a while, toxic traits are contagious. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you end up fighting fire with fire. It's a, well, if I can't beat him, join him type of thing. So sure. like, I can't say that I didn't show toxic trait, that I can't say that I did everything perfect. I was a little rascal towards the end. I'm not mm. going to lie. And so that makes you question yourself too, because then you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, but I'm doing the same thing. Mm. So yeah. then maybe it's me, Yeah. you know, but, but as far as, you know, the religious aspect and the breaking of the family aspect that goes along with the faith and the beliefs that you have according to your faith thank Mm. you for expanding on that because it is it is definitely something that i know for me kept me kept me longer than i should have however everything happens just like it's supposed to and i'll tell you right now today on my ninth wedding anniversary if i would have turned left one time when i turned right i would have not met the man that i'm married to now hey there you go right so everything happens exactly like it's supposed to. So wherever you listeners are in your journey, it's where you're supposed to be right now. Mm. Yes. So, so Jerry, can you tell people how to find you and how to find your podcast? And I'm going to guess that the people who are questioning some of the religious stuff may want to hear some of your sermons. So how can, sure. um, how can people find you? Well, I have a, usually what I do every week my my podcast comes out on wednesdays every wednesday i have a new episode and i have a blog that i have the podcast on there and i usually just send people to my blog and it's soul ramblings podcast.wordpress.com and it's all one word and all lowercase and so if you go to that go to that website go to that blog uh, every wednesday and you can play, there's an, there's an embedded player there. You can play it straight from the blog. Okay. Uh-huh. So soul ramblings, podcast.wordpress.com. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's usually, uh, where it is. Uh, you can also find our, our Facebook page there. Uh, and we have an Instagram account. We just started, just started an Instagram account a couple of months ago and, uh, always updating there and telling when new episodes are loaded up and ready to go so okay and is instagram soul ramblings also it is soul ramblings podcast yes okay yeah perfect and and you know i really enjoy listening to this podcast so i think i think you guys will too i'm gonna guess there's some place that you can get a hold of him if you have a question on the topics that that we were discussing if there's not you know how to get a hold of me and unfortunately for jerry Jerry, i know how to get a hold of him so um. well the you can always send me an email if you have any questions or comments or or what have you and my email is soul ramblings podcast at gmail.com perfect yeah perfect um and i and i do think that it i wouldn't be surprised if you do hear knowing i mean they're going to know that you're not license or whatever it is but it's just really nice to get other people's opinions because we get really clouded with with the unclarity on the subject yeah yeah it's you know it's one of the things dr heidi and you you touch on some great things one of the things that really gets me is not only the spiritual abuse but also in certain uh faith traditions uh, the, the religious community, the faith community 
is can be toxic for uh, someone who's in a toxic relationship already. So uh, I hope to I hope to spread a the original message of the person I worship, the the mm-hmm. God that I worship, which is uh, love, peace, companion, uh, compassion, uh, and and freedom, and uh, that nothing about that is toxic. Yeah, you're right. My dad sends me a Bible verse every Monday morning, and he just. He, he read the Bible from beginning to end during quarantine last year, and mm-hmm. he just wrote passages down that he thought would apply, and mm-hmm. he just picks them randomly, and it does not matter what he sends, it applies to someone that I'm talking to during the week, and this Monday, he he sent me the fruits of the Spirit, and you just mm. listed you just listed four of those. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm still working on the self-control. I'll be honest with you. The patience and the self-control are two areas I'm still working on. <laughs> oh, it's I was trying. Me. I was trying to think of the one I'm working on, but really, I'm still working on all of them. All nine of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being here, Jerry. And you, you already know I totally enjoy talking to you. I love picking your brain. It. It is the easiest podcast I do because like you say, we just have a conversation and I love that. So if people need you, they'll find you, but thank you for being here today. And I'm almost certain that you're going to be back at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate the opinion and the knowledge that you bring. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Heidi. It has been a pleasure being on. It's not normal. It's toxic. We'll talk to you soon, Jerry. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. Looking for a community that understands? Join our Facebook support group, Strength Within. For more information on all the services Dr. Heidi provides, please visit www.coachingwithdrheidi.com. It's time for you to break free because it's not normal. It's toxic. It's toxic.